0: 21CL Radio. Happy Monday morning to you. This is Michael Boll, and you are listening to the Education Vanguard, where we are on a mission. And our mission is to recognize educational leaders and share their knowledge. Today, I've got an interview with two outstanding individuals, Steve Katz and Ben Summerton, of the Korean International School in Seoul. Well, let me tell you about the Fishbowl. All right, that odd response may very well have been what either Steve Cass or Ben Summerton said when asked to talk about something they were proud of while interviewing for jobs this fall. Once you hear our conversation, you will come to understand what that means and how only Steve and Ben can get away with a response like that and not sound too nutty. The Fishbowl is a professional development hub offering up to 20 sessions per week of specific targeted workshops and more the staff at the Korean International School. A voluntary program for the staff, Ben and Steve have seen attendance increase from 700 to over 1,400 attendees in a single school year. Ben and Steve are looking to replicate this program in their new schools and assisting others to do it in their own school. Here's their bios. Ben Summerton and Steve Katz are currently working on the educational technology team at the Korean International School, bringing over 30 years of teaching experience in different subjects and grade levels, they have been part of the team that has been an important force in creating positive change in the learning culture after school. Enjoy the conversation. Uh, Steve Katz and Ben Summerton, thanks so much for joining me on the program today. Hi, Michael. This is Ben. This is Steve. Thanks for having us. Well, it's great to have you. Uh, We've talked off and on in the past about this thing you guys call the fishbowl, which I think people are going to be interested in hearing about. And I thought we'd go ahead and just take the hero's journey about the fishbowl, like how everything got started. But before we do that, could you guys describe to us what the fishbowl really is?
1: Yeah, the fishbowl is, um, so Michael, we've basically, we created a facility uh, a number of, four years ago. Um, It's a, it's a. It's a room with uh, all glass walls. We, we made it like that. We wanted uh, it to be a visible learning space primarily for teachers, and it's to run a, uh, an edtech-related program in there. We, we offer 20 sessions a week, four a day, and we basically want to create a, a learning culture in the school. People can see that, you know, students can see, walk past and see their teachers engaged in learning, and, uh, and the, the, the bigger goal is, of course, is to build capacity. Uh, around the use of technology in the school, we all—the school, parents, students—we all invest a lot in the technology, which we hope is going to give an advantage to, um, to 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 the learning success of our students. Um, and so, I suppose the edtech department, with the um, the fishbowl program as part of that, um, is is about delivering capacity to the school.
0: So. Was that what you thought of in the beginning? I mean, you gave a nice pitch on the reason for it. So did you think that deeply and then create it? Or did it more was it more of an evolutionary process?
2: Sort of a little bit of yes to both of those things. We um, what happened was the year before we we didn't have a unified department. We had all of the all of the ed tech specialists were were assigned to a division and we were part-time and we were doing a 50% teaching load. And um, what happened was uh, we had to teach, we had to do a mandatory tech training on Apple Remote Desktop, which no one cares about, but uh, everybody had to do it in the secondary. And so what we decided to do was to do the training during the day and allow teachers to come at their leisure on their prep time. Feedback from that, you know, getting to do it on their prep time at their convenience and, and all that, that we thought that it would be a good model for PD in general and... From, that was the spark that uh, uh, for the idea, and we started that second semester of that year. We started doing some serious planning about it. Always with the the focus was, you know, of our jobs is to build capacity for the teachers, and um, and so this just seemed to be like the right road to go down.
0: So, do you think it's better then? And I think you're probably going to say yes to sort of let people work in their own role, ro- like most. Technology coaches are divided up into elementary school, middle school, and high school, but it sounds like you guys did more of a i don 't know process where people who have their own skill sets do certain work in certain areas rather than having real specific divisions. Do you feel like that works better
1: yeah i, I mean I do when we the year we created the the year we created the um, like the fishbowl program and and so on was all coincided with also being um, at the same time as the EdTech department here becoming all full-time. Uh, we originally had one EdTecher in each of the three schools. Um, mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, we, we all became full-time. We also adopted a common area in the school, an EdTech consulting centre. Uh, the Fishbowl program got up. And, yeah, we, we, we've always taken the approach of um, not only is it about, you know, where our, our skill set is best aligned within the school, you know, Teachers have a particular need for something. Yeah, we utilise the the person with the best skills in our department to do that. Um, but also, it's about relationships as well. Um, we all we all, for whatever reason, the the alchemy of a school. We 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 form relationships with people that, uh, for whatever reason, is more conducive to to better forms of collaboration. Aside from the skills, so it's both of those things.
2: Yeah, and, I, and I, I think more so for relationships than the, than the skills. Yeah, I agree. Because we do have a lot of overlapping skills, even though somebody might be better at spreadsheets and somebody might be better at something else. But really, it's it's it takes a lot for a teacher to trust someone else to be in their classroom and observe them teaching. And so you need to have that relationship in order to get in the classroom.
0: All right, so let's go back to the beginning. You came up with the idea. You brainstormed it with your colleagues. You had a way to, you planned to implement it. What was it like at the beginning? Did you, how did you know that it was going to work? Maybe you didn't, but when it did work, how did you know, yes, it is actually working? What sort of metric did you use to Hmm. to help make that uh, decision? Wow, that's a a tough question. And it doesn't, it it can be anecdotal. Like, did you, you know, at what point did you look at each other and say, hey, this is actually working?
1: I don't think we ever. I, I think it. I think from the beginning we set down a few a, a few markers that we thought the, these are the things that aren't going to move for a while. Like, for example, we set up. You know, we're going to do four a day. They're going to be at this time. This is going to be the format. Um, this is how we're going to organise the sessions. You know, so one person would take the lead. We would we would all um, then come in later in the week and collaborate. We would do run throughs. We would, and then on Monday morning when we go live with it, um. You know, the week we we would track attendance uh, as a form of, I suppose, the attendance is really a form of, of feedback that we we paid most attention okay. to and still do. It's voluntary to attend. We don't um, we don't get in anybody's face about about attending. The school doesn't mandate it for anybody at 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 any time. Um, and so attendance really is the is the is the metric on on terms of it being a success. In that first year, I don't think we ever really look back, though we. We, we thought we had good attendance in our first year <laughs> uh, we thought we had good attendance um, but actually we doubled it in the second year and I, I think we looking back in that second year we thought wow you know this could have this could have fallen by the wayside if we were getting this sort of uh, attendance at our sessions you know we, we offer 20 sessions a week there are sessions where people don't come
2: it, one, one of the one of the principal reasons for for doing it this way is uh, you you know that people come in and ask, the same type of help over and over and over again sure. and and so you deal with people on a one-to-one basis and our our hope really and I guess maybe like the measure that's sort of been per- persistent for the four years has been have we seen at least two people per session hmm. on average per week because that way we know we're doing better than the one-on-one training or, or implementation kind of thing you know we, we want to get we want at least not be having one-on-ones. That's, that's really kind of the goal. And And to be honest, for the two hours, two to three hours a week that I'm actually in the fishbowl, it's mm-hmm. a huge time saver for the number of people who I can attend to as opposed to if they were to walk into our office to get help with something.
0: So let's say... I mean, you guys are moving on to other schools, and you could probably in two pages write up the process for making the fishbowl happen. But what I'm curious about is how much of it is actually personality-driven? How much of it is the process, the way you put it together, and how much of it is the people like you two that are involved in it that can make it happen and make it something people actually want to show up for? Well,
2: first of all, i say we're already writing that narrative. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) It will be be on the fishbowl blog soon. Uh, But... I, I, I think there's definitely something to it being personality-driven, um, but we our, our goal is to really do everything possible to make sure that's not the case and that we've set up the best structure possible so that this can continue onward and hopefully with some new personality and some, some new ideas, but that, the, that it has a real solid foundation to build upon.
1: Yeah, we think we found out. I mean, I mentioned a few markers that we put down. I think putting down a few of those markers in any... You know, for any school or for irrespective of personalities, I think there is some. I think any given team has to make some decisions about what are the things that we're going to stick with, uh, what do we think, what do we think are, are going to work. But we need to kind of persevere and give that time to mature because it, it it takes time to embed a new program within the fabric of a school and for it to take hold and, and become successful. So, I think uh, patience is a really is a really key. Uh,
2: element to it, as well as personality, and also at this point, it's really become a part of the culture. Teachers just mm-hmm. come in; they 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 see value in spending their prep time uh, in the fishbowl. So, it's it's part of the culture, and so I'm hoping that we will continue on, regardless of the personalities.
0: Mm-hmm. So, maybe you could uh, think of a story here for a moment about each of you. Some a success story with maybe way that you've changed something or even change specifically the culture, which you've talked about already a bit. Uh, is there some story that sticks out in your mind if somebody was to say, tell me a reason to do the fishbowl that you could relate to us now?
1: I think this week, we, we, I mean, a good example is, I mean, it's very fresh because we, we just finished it about 15 minutes ago. But um, this week, for example, we've had a, uh, we launched a one-to-one iPad program called One to World two years ago. Okay. And next year the first group of our 1 to world students move into the middle school so this this week has been uh, we've actually created a program called 1 to world revolution because what we think is we've seen you know we've seen a real change in the in the the way that technology is used in the elementary school since we introduced 1 to 1 iPads and so we've had six for over four days. We've had 16 different sessions on, uh, which breaks from the norm. Normally we offer one session across the week. This week we've had 16. We just had a grade three class presenting in the fishbowl. We had we had the whole oh. class in there with teachers uh, sharing, and uh, the the students were presenting their nonfiction writing using iBooks. Um, and so I think when you can get to the level of where where, where teachers are coming and, and, and students are also starting to uh, students are also participating as they just did, um, and it's well supported and, and there's enthousi- enthusiasm behind it. Uh, to me, that speaks fairly, fairly well for, for that change in culture. That, 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 to me, is a success where we don't have the EdTech team doesn't have to be central to the activity.
2: In this case, it was grade threes.
0: Okay, thanks, Ben. What about you, Steve? Is there any story that stands out in your head?
2: Well I you know this week's this week is actually pretty fresh um like Ben said but the but the thing that I'm thinking of more is it, it, I mean the ultimate is having the students in here but what we've seen when we've done special weeks like this is some of our teacher leaders emerge so we have a couple of teachers in in each of the divisions who have really distinguished themselves as Innovators, and they're helping other people. They're leading the way, and they're starting to present in the fishbowl during these special weeks that we'll have. Uh, and uh, so, I think that's that's really a nice um, a, a nice change. And we're seeing those people feeling like they're ready to move into maybe even an ed tech role to really have a, a larger impact on the school.
0: Hey, that's nice. So that's a success story. I mean, for the yeah. future, right there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, anything surprised you guys? Like, so you've been doing it. What is it? Three years now? Four years now? Four, four years now. So, anything surprised you about the way it turned, or something that you learned, or something that happened that you didn't expect when you first started putting it together?
1: I'm surprised by how I'm. I'm. I'm a little bit surprised by the way in which. I mean, we're we're several weeks away from from finishing our time here at KIS. Mm-hmm but i i mean i'm I'm sort of surprised in a way that i'm i'm still so- <laughs> i'm still so energized and excited about what we're doing it's 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 uh you know people are sort of talking about wow, you know you guys are kind of you know stepping it up a bit this week for example, and we've got another and more to come but uh no i I just believe in it and so i suppose um i suppose it's still just very fresh yeah. that that surprises me a bit uh,
2: uh, yeah okay. no, I, i'm i'd say i'm a little surprised that. And we've we've really actively worked at this, but but we've continued to evolve the fishbowl as mm-hmm. as the years have gone on. We're we're we are we we do not want it to become routine and stale. We want to always keep it fresh, and we do. You know, we promote it. Um, we have signs all over school, uh, and we we spend you know we spend some time usually at home on photoshop to make something interesting and you know we want people if people are talking about our advertisements then they're talking about the fishbowl and that's more likely to get them in there but those are things like the promotion are are different aspects that have evolved throughout our time here and we're you know we're pretty proud that uh the first year we we came close to hitting 500 and we were just we couldn't believe how many attendances Mm -hmm. we have and and we think we're going to break 1,400 this year. So, wow. Um, yeah, with we have one week to go, and uh, and so we're we're it, it continues to evolve. We've we've tried to keep it evolving, but that's not always an easy thing to do when you establish a program.
0: Now, do you guys plan to in your new schools in uh, Malaysia and Singapore? Do you plan to uh, continue the program or start one up there?
2: Well, I've I've been talking to my tech team about it, and they're definitely interested. And I think um, I think it's in in a in a. I mean, we have to look at this individual situation. I can't. I I would never suggest starting up a program without you know really evaluating the structure of the school and all that kind of thing, and, Mm -hmm. and see how it fits. And I I don't think it would look the same. But Ben and I both really believe that this is this is how pd should be done in international schools in schools like ours and it really should be moving into every school there's no there's no reason to be spending tens of thousands of dollars to bring someone in for a one off when you have talent right there on campus who's already on salary who can be bringing your teachers to a whole nother level of instruction and providing better learning for the students
1: absolutely i mean and that's what a lot, i mean a lot of the research you know backs that up you know that professional development is best when it's ongoing it's continuous it's it's uh it's people who you're already working with and collaborating with uh and it's about building capacity from within so whether you call it the fishbowl or whether you call it whatever name or structure you give to that program if you if you if you're observing those those um those basic concepts around around professional development then i think that uh, i hope to be part of a a I hope you're part of a process, perhaps one that's existing or one that's evolving or one that they're looking to start in my new school in Singapore. Um, but i I hope to be able to use some of the experiences that I've gathered here um, to 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 deliver on some of those things because we 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 believe in the fishbowl.
0: That's quite a saying. Do you walk around saying I believe in the fishbowl on a regular basis to strangers that you meet? Well, you know the t-shirts help. <laughs> we have a poster <laughs> oh well, i didn't know you had a poster <laughs> no, no we don't really have a poster but we do believe in the fishbowl <laughs> that, that's got to be a cool you know i and on, you'll you'll see on the everybody will see on the notes you know i have a little uh, tweet this thing i'll make sure i add that one we believe in the fishbowl <laughs> how about you <laughs> yeah, please all right so <laughs> i will absolutely so uh final question then uh you know Five ten years out, assuming you were going to stay where you're at now, or that you'd start the fishbowl at your next school, where do you where could it evolve to? Where could it go to? Do you think?
1: I think this week is uh, I think this week has has I suppose it's given that um, that indication of um, the original concept of the fishbowl was that yes, it was it was all about you know what the edtech team were doing in terms of building capacity, but actually as it's evolved, we we saw the potential for it to become a model for professional development. In the school, Tech uh, or not take take right. away ed tech okay. so um, so we, we sort of envisaged, envisaged that it would become become a model for for a professional development program, a holistic one, so that's the sort of direction we would have uh, I
2: imagine that's the direction yeah. we would have we would take it and we did so, we did a little bit of that we've we've collaborated with a uh, librarian and curriculum uh, director and, and some other people, but it's it, it is definitely still um, more tech focused, but we were our real, you know, long-term goal was really to have it be, this is just professional development, period. And edtech takes part of that. Right.
0: I've been speaking with Ben Somerton and Steve Katz, who are the Fishbowl co-founders from the Korean International School. Thanks so much for your time today, guys.
2: Hey, thanks a lot for having us.
0: Thanks, Malcolm. This interview was brought to you by 21st Century Learning International. Find us on the web at 21clradio.com.